Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the second Saturday of June, June 10th, 2023. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Milson Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator, Sister Sharon Taylor, our Minister of Music. Sister Sharon will also offer the altar prayer. Pastor Milson will deliver the preached word. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship, and I, Carolyn Cunningham, will be your worship leader. We ask all of you on this call to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm church members, the worldwide church, our families and friends, TIs around the world, advocacy and activist groups the loved ones of those who died from targeting. Also pray for all government officials to be moved by the Holy Spirit to discern the will of God, do it and not do their will. Please pray for world peace, all refugees, the worldwide climate crisis, and the Haitian people who are suffering terribly from violence. Pray for all victims of gun violence, stabbings, and all violence, and their families. Pray for all children, especially those being trafficked, and pray for TIs who have had their children taken away unjustly by an unjust court system. Thank you for your attention. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song. After that, I will lead you through the rest of the worship service. As a friendly reminder, please mute your phone if there's any background noise where you are by pressing star six and be blessed. Who help us from week to week as we bring you the services of the church. And I want to personally thank each of you for sharing in the responsibilities of presenting the services that we're having today. The ministry team and members live all across the United States, from California to Maryland, from Texas to Ohio, Kentucky and Washington State to Tennessee and even Canada. 
Please be advised though that the Zoom moderator is instructed to mute and unmute as necessary to maintain the reverence of the services. And as Elder Kellen asked at the beginning of the service, it would help us so greatly if you would keep your own phone or computer muted. This afternoon, we're gonna take a look at the, the characters in the book of Daniel around the stories that we are also familiar with. That's the includes the Hebrew boys and Daniel. So from Daniel chapter three, verse 28, and from chapter six, verse 26, we're gonna look at these verses. Nebuchadnezzar responded and said, blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, who has sent his angel and delivered his servants who put their trust in him, violating the king's command and yielded up their bodies so as not to serve or worship any God except their own God. And 626 reads, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths and they have not harmed me inasmuch as I was found innocent before him and also toward you, O king, I have committed no crime. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so, so thankful, Father, that we can know from experience that our help comes from you, Lord. We thank you, God, for this time together. We thank you for the truth of your word and the power of it, God, that brings us deliverance, that increases our faith, God, that lights our path along the way. I pray, Lord, today that you would breathe life into the words, so God, that are spoken. Make our hearts ready and glad to receive from you, oh God. Personalize each line, God, that it will mean more to us as we listen, as we put into our own experiences, God, the ways and the means by which you have helped us in our times of need. God, we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. For the title of, of the message today, we're going to look at what will you say to the king? I'm asking you the question. And then we're going to explain the answer of the power of no. So what will you say to the king? Subtitle, the power of no. Several years ago, I was sitting in church as the preacher was reading the scripture, which was also from the book of Daniel. He stopped reading and my eyes kept going until I came to verse 26 that I read earlier. This verse says, then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spake and said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, ye servants of the most high God, come forth and come hither. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the mist of the fire. While sitting in church, I thought about a picture that I had hanging in my bedroom. It was a picture of Daniel in the lion's den and he was standing facing the window and the lions were laying calmly behind him. There was a stream of light coming through the window. Perhaps Daniel was praying to his God. The verse under the picture was, very, was the same as verse 22 of Daniel chapter six. And it read, and my God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth 
because I was found innocent and blameless before him. In my mind, I began thinking about the similarities and the differences between these two passages. First was the fact that these were two kings, one in Daniel chapter three, whose name was Nebuchadnezzar. And in Daniel chapter six, the king's name was Darius. Second was that all of them, all of these Hebrew boys faced trouble because of the jealous scheming of their co-workers in Babylon. And all of these young men were captive from Israel. The most important similarity about their trouble is they all refused the king's decree to turn from their God in worship. They each said no. Who is the king? I looked up definitions just to have better clarity in my own mind. And it says, the first one, a male sovereign or monarch, a man who holds by life tenure and usually by hereditary right, the chief authority over a country and people. In the United States, it would be the king, uh, the, uh, the president. In England today, the king is Charles son of the longest standing monarch, Queen Elizabeth, who left the throne by death last year. The second definition is a playing card bearing a picture of a king. The only card that can trump the king is an ace. And in chess, it's the chief piece of each color whose checkmating is the object of the game. His power allows him to be moved one square at a time in any direction. And then there is checkers. The game is the king in the game is a piece that has been moved entirely across the board and has been crowned, thus allowing it to be moved in any direction. The difference in the kings with the exception of King Charles is that they have to be moved by human hand. They also only have power in the game. Off of the table, they have absolutely no value at all. What we will find in today's message is that God is the only one over the human king. And no matter how much power the human thinks he has, even he must learn that only God is sovereign. Consequently, we can't leave out King Jesus who rode into Jerusalem on a donkey the one who the Magi called King of, Jew, of the Jews. And now he's seated in heaven as King of Kings. In normal king-subject relationships, when the king calls you, you have to answer. If you don't believe me, ask Bathsheba. When King David called for her, even though she had a husband, she had to go. The king wanted her. He impregnated her, caused her to become a widow, and took her as his bride. But because she was a subject of the king, she had no rights of her own. Queen Vesta will tell you the results of refusing the king as she lost her queenship, but daring to stand up to the king to protect her own virtue. If you will recall the trouble that Elijah had with King Ahab and Jezebel when they served as leaders of the Northern Kingdom of Israel, it was during that time that much evil was in the land. 
And that's because King Ahab had followed Queen Jezebel in the worship of Baal. Certainly that was an offense to God. And the end of that story, it was the prophets of Baal that saw their defeat and their end after God displayed his sovereign power over their God. But back to the text. The first king builds a statue in order that all in the kingdom must worship it. That would include the three Hebrew boys. When it came time to worship the statue, the boys from Judea said no. Their disobedience angered the king and so did their response to the king's demand. They boldly stated, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. These boys refused to bow to the idols nor would they worship the golden image. But rather they stated to the king, the God we serve is able to deliver us from your hand. But if he doesn't, we still won't bow. Instead, they waited on God for deliverance. Now, some say that this is a fictional short story. But if we had testimony service right now, if you were able to individually stand up and speak about God's deliverance of you or you from your circumstances of the fiery furnace, we might hear someone say, well, the house was on fire and the room filled with smoke, but an angel guided me out of the house to safety. Another might tell of experiencing the fiery furnace of slander or character assassination at the words of a fiery tongue that the apostle James described. And it stirred up so much trouble that the fire department couldn't put it out. But the angel of God came with the water of truth. And that is the plight of a treasured targeted individual today. Whether by air or ground, the fiery darts of the adversary causes much disturbance and chaos in our lives. However, we wait on the word of truth to defend us. Then there's Daniel. The, his persecutors came up with the scheme to get him out of the king's favor. The servants would, went to tell the king that Daniel was not obeying the decree to pray to the king for 30 days. First of all, this puts Darius in a position of challenging the power of the idols that they worship. The people look to the idols for, for rain and for the harvest. And so why would they put Darius in the position of someone praying to him? Then the people would look to him and the failure of the crops would mean that the king couldn't deliver. But this was the plight of Darius because he dared to listen to his servants who were really being led by the adversary. One important fact to remember about Nebuchadnezzar is that he was insecure in his position. Darius, on the other hand, had respect for Daniel and for Daniel's God. Darius was drawn into the plot to destroy Daniel by those who did not like that Daniel just kept rising to the top. And believe it or not, child of God, that's our plight today. I know that each of you have, have outlived much slander you have outlasted much opposition. Sometimes even your families have been turned against you. But look at you today, you're still standing. You're still in worship of God. And I mean the most high God. 
you made a decision to come to the place where we could join our faith together in belief of the one, only one who can deliver us. Daniel was a man of character and integrity. His excellence showed in his work and his conduct. Darius's decree didn't even make sense. But Daniel would not pray. And so Daniel went to the lion's den. And guess what happened? Darius the king, he went to pray. He didn't want to see Daniel in the lion's den, but he could not fall in ridicule from the people and he had to carry out that decree. I know that all of us have been in the lion's den of people wanting to see you fall, waiting to see you fail, wanting for you to lose your job, your home or your mind. And God sent an angel who made your enemies leave you alone. Some angels were unseen. Others were people you could see and you never would have thought that they would have come to your assistance or stood up for you. Some remembered the person that you are and others could not forget a kind favor that you have done for them. And God sent an angel and mouths were shut. God filled your table with blessings in the presence of your enemies and they sat down scratching their heads. So based on what we know about being delivered from our own private furnaces and lion's dens, no one can diminish the theological significance of these stories. People like to hang a good person on his passion. For each of them, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and Daniel, their passion was for God. And their problem became their determination to remain loyal to him. Just suppose that is our problem today. Why you people will ask about the situation you're dealing with. If any of you had that happen, I have had many people ask, but why you? Who are you to God that he would trust you with this matter is the question that I was asked. Someone else might say to you like what was said to Esther, who knows but that you were brought into the kingdom for such a time as this. And I'm talking about us having to be who we are right now, having to maintain, hold our tempers, hold our words, maintain our character and our integrity in spite of the fact that we are being tricked, trapped, ensnared day by day. The problems that we have encountered while living peaceful lives, serving our God and loving God's people is somehow connected to our passion for the one who created us. It would draw too much attention if the perpetrators drug us through the town declaring, but they're Christians. You know why? because some of the perpetrators will have to show their own platforms. Sometimes it's a preacher from the pulpit. Other times it's another Christian from the pew. It could be the usher or the head of the deacon board. They too claim to love God. They don't want people to see them dragging us through the mud. Not because we're Christian. The point is that people who are in our everyday walk of life have been brainwashed to persecute those who would dare to follow the love and the light of God. Both Daniel and Darius were familiar with the sovereign power of God from hearing about the plight of Hananiah, Mishael, 
and Azariah. So Daniel just waited his turn with confidence. That's something about trouble, y'all. It is not, it does not have favorites. Trouble shows up at each of our doors. The question is how are we gonna answer it when it comes? Even though Daniel's test came years later and he was an old man by then, he stood with the same confidence as the others and waited on the power of his God. Only King Darius prayed for Daniel. King Nebuchadnezzar had to be shown the power of God before he believed. God is saying to us today, through the display of his power in the plight of the Hebrew boys, that he is still with us just like he was with them. We face our individual fires of persecution. We're burned with silent weapons, kept awake by frequencies sent to disturb our peace and our sleep. Such is the way of the world. But we are assured that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. And if the king's hand is, heart is in the hand of the Lord, so are the hearts of the perpetrators. So are the hearts of our enemies, those who point their fingers at us. So are the hearts of those who will believe the lies, even though they know they are not true. And like the waterways, it's the Lord who turns it any way he wants to. Thus, God could have stopped either, either king from going as far as ordering a fiery execution or death by lion's attack. However, God was on a mission. The first king had destroyed Jerusalem took the best vessels from the temple and took the best children from their families. God allowed this to happen. It was the idolatry of the people that angered God enough to allow them to be captured. However, it was the plan of God to show the kings that even they only had as much power as God allowed them to have. In America today, the things that are being allowed to happen could have already been stopped by God. We know that, we've discussed it. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was given credit for saying evil prevails when good people keep silent. Where were the good people when Planned Parenthood was introduced? Who spoke up when prayer was taken out of school? When was it acknowledged that there are weapons that can speak to a person's head? Instead, no one stood up to keep the hearer of those weapons from being given a false diagnosis of schizophrenia. People are still keeping silent. Now the gay pride agenda is getting the attention of the population in America. Abortion is hot on the minds of the pro-lifers now that the Supreme Court has ruled that abortion is illegal. The transgender lifestyle was acceptable until it began to be pushed on children between the ages of five and 17. Even parents could be shut out of the permission process for such critical serious surgeries as breast and genital removal and the administration of hormones to, a, to change a child's voice tone or stop the development of the natural processes of the human body until some good people stood up and said no. God had to allow the drastic occurrences to take place in America and around the world to force good people to start standing up. Now people are saying no to some evils, yet there is more evil to be denied. 
There is a secret war going on to take the hearts and minds of the people away from their God. Silent weapons are being used on the population day and night. As stated by the apostle Paul, the God of this age has blinded the mind. And that's to keep us, keep the people, to keep the world from seeing the light of the gospel that shines in the face of Jesus Christ. Hypnosis blinds the mind and the weapons are being used to do this. There are silent communications that can tell your child what he or she should be, should have been born as. The same voices can tell you who you are in your sleep. The brain really does not have a firewall. Thus, it is all the more necessary for us to give one another grace. Be patient, loving, and kind to others and to one another. Everyone is subject to be under hypnosis. We have to understand that. Hypnosis is to rob your decision-making process and to allow someone else to call the shots. Gratefully, statistics says that not every person can be hypnotized. Isn't that a blessing? But almost everyone can be lulled to sleep by the frequencies that are currently flying through the air today. We could all be walking around with blinded minds, except that we feed our conscious minds on the word of God. We must take the time to spend time with the one who we want to look like, Jesus the Christ. We must yield to the Holy Spirit's power within us to help us make decisions that are godly. Without the Holy Spirit, we're all blind. No, not one of us can not no one else can tell us which way to go but the spirit of the living god in today's world both kings demanded loyalty that they thought would secure the allegiance of israel's best when it came time to pledge allegiance to the king over god their answer was no one day jesus had to make a choice the decision would lead to the final showdown between he and satan to secure the freedom of all humanity. For three of the Hebrew boys, no meant the fiery furnace. For Daniel, no meant the lion's den. For Jesus, no meant a cross. For each of them, the intended end of the king's decree was death. Each came out alive. That's the power of God at work. That's when God showed his sovereignty. The blessing for humanity was the last man's death meant life forever to those who said yes to Jesus as Lord and Savior. Jesus's death was not in the fiery furnace nor in the lion's den. Jesus had to carry his cross up a hill called Calvary. He was nailed to the very cross that he bore and there he gave up the ghost. He was laid in a borrowed tomb from which he arose on the third day. He walked among men for another 40 days before human eyes witnessed him going up into heaven. With Jesus's ascension came the presence of the Holy Spirit. Y'all, it was important that man would see Jesus go up to heaven. The importance was that they saw a man in a body go up to heaven. Now the normal transition is that the body would go into the ground and the spirit would go back to the God who gave it. But in this case, 
the body came out of the ground and went up to heaven in the eyesight of man. And the Holy Spirit came down to live in the heart of man. That's you and me. All because Jesus said no. When the king's men told him to come down from the cross and save himself. He stayed there instead just to save you and me. God in his sovereignty used the faith of four young boys to teach two kings that they were only over a kingdom because he allowed it. He made one king eat his words. The other king refused to eat. He, he literally fasted because he did not have the courage to change his words. All because four young captives from another nation said no to the king. We're living in America. Some may, be, may, may live in other countries, but the question still stands, what will you say to the king? When he asks you to lay down your loyalty to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, what will you say to the King when he asks you to walk away from your faith to decide that God isn't real and that Jesus isn't coming back again? What will you say to the King when he asks you, do you believe in Jesus Christ? I encourage you to say no. Just yesterday, I heard a story and I'm probably not gonna get it right. But I'm gonna tell you anyway from my, this is my perspective. A man came into a church full of people on a Sunday to rob it, I think. And maybe, he, and what he was, what he wanted to rob the people of was their faith. And so one by one, he went to the person with his gun and held the gun to their head and says, you deny God or you're dying. One by one, the pe person denied God. He went through most of the church and got to one person and that person says, no, I won't deny God. And the mother yelled across the church and said, go ahead, he'll forgive you. And that person says, well, if he'll forgive me, then yes, I'll deny him. But then he got to an old deacon he told that deacon, you deny God or you'll die and you'll die today. He said the old deacon started singing. He probably sang songs like, I know it was the blood for me. One day upon the cross, one day when I was lost, he died upon the cross. I know it was the blood for me. Or he might have, have, have sang the song that I heard this morning. Yes, God is real. He's real in my soul. Yes, God is real for he has washed and made me whole. His blood for me is just like pure gold. Yes, God is real for I can feel him in my soul. Whatever the old deacon saying, y'all, the word said that the, the story says that the man dropped his gun and walked out of the church because he himself became convinced because one man refused to say yes to the lie that God is not real and that Jesus doesn't save us all. Instead, he said no to the man, but he said yes to the singing of the very song that changed that man's decision about making people give up on their faith in God. So I want you to remember that when it comes your turn to say no to the king. If you would dare to say, yes, God is real, I believe that others will be able to do so as well. God bless you. Don't forget to say no to the king. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.